Welcome to Flowcast, the podcast for the life of the world by the Dominican Sisters of Springfield. We're having conversations with people whose mission is to change the world in hopeful ways. Today, three graduates of Dominican high schools share stories about the impact of their Dominican education on the trajectory of their lives. I'm Sister Beth Murphy, and this is Flowcast. Welcome to our listeners, and welcome to our guests. Elizabeth Sperlakis is pursuing a doctoral degree in physical therapy at Carroll University in Wisconsin. She's told me that she learned doing what you love, surrounded by those you love, is a key to cherishing life. Elizabeth graduated from Rosary High School in 2020. That's an all-girls college prep school in Aurora, Illinois, that was founded by my sister 60 years ago. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here, and I can't wait to uh, just recall all my wonderful memories from high school a few years ago. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much. Next is uh, Leo Rubinkowski. He's event coordinator for the Department of Parish Vitality and Mission at the Archdiocese of Chicago, and he has degrees in physics and film history. So I'm hoping that we're going to discover how with those degrees Leo ended up working for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm sure there is a story in there somewhere. It's a long and winding tale. Okay, well maybe we won't have time for the whole story, but we'll see if we can get into it a little bit. Before all of that, Leo was a student at Sacred Heart Griffin High School in Springfield. He graduated from there in 2005. Sacred Heart Griffin's roots go back practically to the founding of our community nearly 150 years ago. So welcome to you, Leo. Glad to be here. Last but not least, Amir Ghazali completed a degree in international studies at the University of Illinois and taught both ESL and served as an Arabic translator in a public school district in Chicago's south suburbs. He is now an associate at the Chicago Public Education Fund a nonprofit dedicated to supporting teachers and principals as they work to improve the quality of education in the nation's third largest school district. But before all that, in 2017, Amir graduated from Marion Catholic High School in Chicago Heights, Illinois, another school founded by the Dominican Sisters of Springfield. And Amir is still deeply Dominican in his outlook. He told me that the Dominican blessing is pinned to his cubicle wall at work and that faith, family, and music, he plays the trombone at St. Gertrude Parish, are what give his life meaning. So, ahalan wa sahalan, Amir. Ahlan fiki. Thank you, sister, for having me. Excited to be here. Well, what Elizabeth, Leo, and Amir have in common, besides their Dominican school pedigrees, is that each was a member of the high school preaching team, I'll call it, um, would one of you like to step up and talk about what that meant for you at your school? I can get us started, sister. Um, so for me, when I started at Marion uh, as a freshman, uh, I remember really the, the first student leaders that I got to see uh, as a freshman were the Dominican preachers at Marion. And my first impression you know, was really that these were the group of students that served as the faith leaders uh, for the student body at Marian Catholic. And throughout my time as a freshman, sophomore, and junior, I really got to watch them serve as faith leaders and, and lead as an example 
of how to lead a Dominican Catholic life as a high school student. And that was something that intrigued me. And I was, throughout my time at Marion, was growing deeper in my faith and uh, started to, to attend morning mass with some of the sisters at Marion and, and really had a, a strong desire from the Holy Spirit to uh, apply to become a Dominican preacher. And by the, the grace of God was, was chosen to be one of those. And it was really a, a humbling opportunity to serve as one of those student faith leaders um, during my senior year at Marian Catholic and got to grow in so many ways, uh, both at Marian, uh, but also by, by going to uh, Adrian, Michigan and, and for a retreat over the summer and getting to meet some other Dominican sisters and Dominican communities, not only throughout the country, but throughout the world. During my time, we got to see uh, there were people from uh, Australia, there were people from Costa Rica, so we got the opportunity to connect by our connection of faith from people from all over the world. Thank you so much for that, Amir. And when you mentioned Adrian, which is where the annual um, Dominican High School Preachers Conference was held, I saw the smiles break out on both Elizabeth and Leo's faces. So um, both of you have some happy memories about those things too. Who, which one of you'd like to share your memories? I can uh, step in and explain my smile because I've never been to Adrian. I, uh, as you said, I graduated in 2005, so I'm a little further removed. When I attended the preaching conference, it was at Dominican University in River Forest, Illinois. Uh, so I'm happy to hear that it's uh, expanded and grown. But yeah, very happy memories. I didn't enter high school and, and see the Dominican preachers as the thing that the thing to be done, the thing to do, uh, the way that Amir did. It was more just sort of a, the group of friends that I fell in with and became involved. But, you know, I, all things according to God's will. So I'm happy that there are people in the world like Amir, possibly Elizabeth, who like see it and, and make an active decision. But I feel a little bad that I, that I just sort of like it happened and, and I met good people, you know, and so it was, just, uh, it was the people who pulled me in. I'm glad for it. So that's yeah, that's why I smiled when he mentioned Adrian, a place I've never been. That's interesting, but I do remember those very early days when the conference was at uh, at Dominican University instead. Elizabeth, what's your story? Uh, my story actually is connected with Marion. We had to share the bus. Well, didn't have to. We got to share the bus ride with um, Marion to Michigan and. We were just so fortunate that it was 95 degrees the entire way and our bus did not have AC. So that was a wonderful way to kick off the retreat, but it was a great experience. I got to meet a whole group of different people um, and we did. We had people internationally come to that retreat as well. So it was just so cool to see the faith around the world and be able to take part of it, learn about the various different parts um, my favorite memory was learning how to do liturgical dancing. Never continued to do liturgical dancing outside of the retreat, but it was just one of the coolest things ever. And my experience with Dominican preachers at Rosary, very similar to Amir. It was the first person you met at Rosary. You walked in and there was a Dominican preacher with their Dominican preacher shirt on and they're killed. And they gave a reflection at the freshman orientation and I just remember standing there and thinking I want to be that in two years that's going to be me um, and the principal at that time has quoted me I don't, it's somewhere on the website at rosary but I had three goals I wanted to be in national honor society be a Dominican preacher 
and to be head of the yearbook. And I was able to do all three, but he quoted me to that in my senior year. (laughs) Well, that is great. And it's very clear to me that all three of you had uh, marvelous experiences at our schools, which also makes me really happy. I don't know if it's true for you, but it's my experience that often it's not until a few years past an experience that I can really understand the depth of its meaning for me. Have you found that to be true in your lives as well? So what, what would you say, some of you have a longer lens than others through which to look at this, but what would you say looking back on, you can either talk about specifically that experience of being a Dominican preacher or just your years in a Dominican school What has been the significance of that for you as you've continued through life? Elizabeth, why don't you start? I would say that looking back and reflecting at my time at Rosary um, has been very influential and has really changed my outlook on my four years in those four halls of Rosary, just because I'll use the example of the pandemic. I walked out of Rosary with a lot of hate that I was the graduating class when COVID first hit in March 2020. So I walked out of the that school with just a lot of resentment. I wish things could have ended differently. I could have made a bigger impact while my time was there. I felt like it was cut short. And through my two years of college outside of Rosary, I've really been able to take a step back, reflect on my friendships, my relationships, my faith, how much it's grown and how important Rosary was, regardless if I got to walk across a stage or the altar and get my diploma and smile in front of a crowd. Like that's the material part of it, like that you get to see. Uh, But the memories and the bonds that I made from that are way more impactful. And I'll remember those far longer than the time that I got handed my diploma. What of that experience are you taking with you into your doctoral studies as you plan to become a physical therapist? Through Dominican preaching, I found the importance of communication and also just understanding each person on an individual level. I currently work for Friedert Hospital up in Wisconsin as a physical therapist uh, technician, and I've had the opportunity to connect personally with patients on a daily basis. They come in, some days are better than others, some days you feel in better shape than others, and I'm really able to understand who they are, talk through what they're going through, and just really give them faith and inspiration. I felt like at Rosary, that was the whole point of being a Dominican preacher, was to be the light for others. Uh, When they're having a bad day, we open every single day with prayer over the intercom. What you say in that five-minute little uh, prayer could really impact how someone walks through the halls the rest of the day. They could have walked in, had an awful morning, heard your prayer, heard what you your message was, and really changed their outlook on how they were going to get through that rest of that day. So uh, just learning the importance of understanding everybody as an individual, your the importance of words and actions and kindness, and always having a smiling face because you never know what someone is going through. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, I think um, we're, the four of us live in a world where when we say that we're Dominican preachers, 
we know what that means. But I think a lot of our listeners, that's going to sound really strange because not a single one of us is ordained to ministry and uh, are not allowed to preach from the pulpit in our churches. But we say, as Dominicans, that we preach from the pulpit of our lives. And the story that you just told, Elizabeth, is a really good example of that. I'm wondering, Leo, how is it that you see yourself continuing as a Dominican preacher in, in your ministry now with the Archdiocese? Do you, do you think about that, being a preacher as you go about your administrative tasks? Uh, I do. And, you know, sort of, thankfully, there's a, a really simple way that since I, I work in events, uh, event coordination, there's a lot of interpersonal work that I do with other people, uh, planning, but also in executing events. You know, I'm meeting people and events at the Archdiocese of Chicago are, by their nature, catechetical, evangelical. You know, they're pastoral, they're aimed at preaching and spreading the gospel. But it's sort of what Elizabeth was saying, you know, that and as you just remarked, that preaching is uh, relational, you know, uh, it's person to person. What we do in our daily lives is, you know, we, we meet people and we get into relationship with them and we share ourselves and our lives with them. And uh, we share our life uh, in Christ with other people. And so I'm able to do that in small ways, uh, in some big ways, but primarily in small ways, making sure that people know, you know, in my work, what I'm doing, I'm doing for the church. I'm doing for love of them. I'm doing for love of God. And so that, you know, that, like you said, preaching uh, from the pulpit of our lives um, was really sort of a, a formative facet of my job search, you know, when I was looking for this work out of coming out of, you know, degrees in physics and, and uh, film history, you know, moving into this. I was like, I want to serve. I want to serve the church. I want to serve the people of God. Uh, and so thankfully I'm able to do that the way that you just said, you know, in my daily life. Yeah, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, film history and physics would not exactly be the path for somebody, um, or we might not think of it as the path for someone um, who is headed for a life of service in the church. So maybe now's the time for you to tell us a, just a little bit of that story. How did that happen for you? I was always interested in science as a child, like even back into second and third grade, space, astronomy, astrophysics. Uh, and in high school, I had at uh, Sacred Heart Griffin, I had a very good uh, Viatorian, not Dominican, Viatorian <laughs> physics and calculus teacher, Father Thomas Pizer's uh, blessed memory. And then so in college, you know, I wanted to continue that. I realized I didn't want to do graduate work in physics. Uh, I wanted to study film because I'd always loved movies. Uh, my dad had always loved movies, and I was like, well, I'm going to college. I'm going to take film classes. That turned into a desire to study film history. And I think both of those things are knit together with uh, Dominican charisms in the sense that they're, you know, they're both uh, ordered. I think looking back on my life and my academic work, I've always been interested in order, you know, the, the sort of real rational explanation of phenomena. In physics, that's simple, but... You know, film as an art, as a as a form of expression, there's history there. There there are reasons that people do things. There are reasons that the art develops in certain ways and not in others. And I'll say an explanation of that. But at some point in my graduate work, I realized I was looking for something uh, deeper in my life, and I wasn't going to find that in academia. And uh, 
thinking about it and praying through it, I, you know, the church is ordered. Order is God. God is the order of all things. And I wanted to learn more about that so that that study charism has really sort of been uh, essential to my life, even though I couldn't have expressed it uh, in exactly this way, even three years ago. Um, but it really fits together uh, as I look back on my life now. How beautiful, really, that you can articulate that, that you, that you see, um, looking back over your life, where God was leading you, even though you could not at the moment have seen, you know? So, Amir, let's talk about your experience. Do, you, you're, you're working for a public school situation in the, in the public school district, and you've got the Dominican blessing on your cubicle wall. So tell us about that. Sure, sister. One thing I, I really learned at, at Marion uh, that I think I graduated with and I started to, to really understand, you know, throughout college, but then, you know, more so when I entered the workforce and, and a more, in a working professional, and as you said, as someone who graduated from a Catholic high school, but I'm working with a nonprofit that supports public schools. And I think one thing that I, I learned from attending a Dominican high school is that my faith is really a part of who I am and everything that I do is tied back to that faith. And, you know, as I, you know, as I'm here at a, at a nonprofit that supports school leaders, specifically principals and assistant principals and Chicago public schools, I see that role as a role of service. I'm serving in supporting school leaders. They're supporting teachers there who are supporting students that goes back to families. Uh, you know, and, and I have that, that Dominican blessing, you know, next to my computer and, and I, and I read it every day when I, when I come into work and it, and it reminds me that even though I'm not working for, for example, for, you know, for, for archdiocesan schools, that this is still an opportunity for me to serve others. And, and I think Elizabeth, that's something that, that she shared, you know, so beautifully is that, is that any, any interaction that we have with another person, whether they're. Catholic or, or, or Muslim or, or atheist or whatever, in, in, in my eyes, that, that's an opportunity uh, to connect with another child of God. Um, and, and having that Dominican blessing uh, on my desk is, is something that reminds me of that. And, and when I see, um, you know, give us eyes to see with and, and ears to hear with, that, that just reminds me that when I move physically throughout the day, that these are gifts from God for an opportunity to serve other people. Um, and I think, you know, going to a Dominican high school uh, is something that, that helped me to truly understand that in a way that is applicable to my daily life. Yes. You know, um, we've talked about prayer, which is one of what we call the four Dominican pillars. And we've talked about study, another one, and preaching, the third one. The fourth pillar in the religious life we call common life. Um, Dominic actually called community life, the holy preaching. So um, that's the terminology that we use inside religious life. But I think what you're speaking about, Amir, is common good. And that is very much a, a part of it. And so I am really taken aback by your commitment to the Chicago Public School District because most students in our country are going through public education and they deserve every bit 
of the high quality of education that we both know that you got at Marion Catholic. And so I, I don't think that there's no reason that that should be apologized for. I think you're doing the work that God has called you to, you know, in that regard. So that is really wonderful. You guys might have heard of Hugh of St. Cher, who was a, I don't know, 13th or 14th century, very early Dominican, who said that first the bow is bent in study and then the arrow is released in preaching. And I think all three of you are a great example of uh, how that can happen. That your studies, not only at our Dominican schools, but um, your further studies and now the where you're heading in life is a, a really fine example of how what we study is not for our own selves or our own self-aggrandizement, but it's all about service. What I would like to hear from you is, as you look around the troubled world that we live in today, if you were going to be back in your school, your high school, and preaching maybe over the PA system because you're giving the prayer that morning, or preaching at school mass, or a prayer service, what scriptural text would you turn to? That would be one way that you could answer the question. Or what word would you have to say to high school students who are growing up in a time of great division, violence, and difficulty in our world today? And I know that's a lot to ask for, so if you feel like you need to take a couple of minutes to think about it, feel free. But I, I, but I want to know, what, what is the good word that you would preach to the students at your high schools today? I think I could I can jump in. <laughs> well, I, I think I would share you know two two passages from from scripture. One one is uh, is my favorite is my favorite verse uh, from scripture, and it's from the Gospel of John, uh, John fifteen thirteen, uh, that says, "Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends." And to me, that's you know all about the life of service. I think a lot of people, you know, especially in the United States, I think we have a very individualistic culture. Uh, and I think we, we sometimes worry about ourselves too much and not about our neighbor enough. And I think that verse from John, you know, really gives me hope. And I, I would hope gives students who are currently at, at Dominican high schools hope as well that um, if, we, if we all try to live a life of service, you know, I really do think that this life um, this world would be a better place. Um, and, and two, another another quick passage from Scripture, 1 Thessalonians, when Paul says, pray without ceasing. And, you know, I've, I've struggled to, to understand what that, that verse means for me in my life. And I've really come to understand that for me, that doesn't mean walking around and saying the Our Father a bunch of times all day long. And, and I really think it to me, it means that everything that I do my entire life is a prayer. And, you know, when people stop in this very busy world to just, to just stop and breathe and recognize the presence of God that is in front of us. And I think, Leo, it's funny that you work for the Archdiocese of Chicago because the Holy Name Cathedral is on State Street, you know, such a busy, you know, area of downtown Chicago. And it's so loud and you hear the sirens and you hear people screaming and you hear the the honking of the horns and you open those doors and it's silence. And, you know, I would really urge people who are in Dominican high schools to, 
to find those moments of silence, moments of silence within the chaos of this world, you know, within, you know, using so much of technology these days to take time to just to look up, to step outside and, and breathe and, and breathe in fresh air and, and recognize the presence of God that is, that is always surrounding us. And I think those are things that can really allow a person to, to see the good in this world and to be, you know, to be challenged and motivated to face the challenges um, that this world, that this world unfortunately faces today. I can jump in. I would, my advice to Rosary High School or just in general to students, is just to take a step back, to evaluate yourself, to evaluate your life, your relationships, your friendships. What are you giving to others? What are they giving back? And also to evaluate your talents and your gifts and how you can use them. I felt that during my four years of school, I was very involved in various different areas of high school life in general. I was music-oriented, I was athletic-oriented, academic-oriented, and I didn't know what to do with all of these gifts and how to focus them. And it's not very clear at first or at all throughout your four years, but there is good in every talent that God gives you. And through those talents, those gifts, those things that you shine in, but also things that you may not shine in, you can use them for the greater good. And it doesn't have to be in huge monumental ways. Just having a conversation with someone that you might not normally have a, normally have a conversation with can really, can have it just as big of an impact as some massive uh, event or degree. (laughs) So just taking a step back, evaluating what you can do in small ways, and you'll learn that that is just as important as making these big waves in life. Amen to that. Leo, your turn. I was was thinking, and I'm glad that uh, Amir and Elizabeth both went first because I was looking through the Bible on the USCCB website. (laughs) Um, But I think the thing that that I, the bit of scripture that I think has resonated longest with me, because this is something I, I, that touched me in high school that when I was at Sacred Heart Griffin, it's from Psalm 46, uh, just the line from the psalmist, be still and know that I am God, that be still and know that I am God. That is the essence of, part of the essence, an expression of the essence of the humility that you know, our faith requires of us, but it's so, so difficult to come to, especially in high school, especially in college. Uh, it's only something that I'm barely coming to grips with now in my mid-30s. Um, but that humility allowed so much good in my life, you know, leaving one course of study for another course of study, leaving partway through a doctorate, through a dissertation to start working, you know, in a... Uh, for, you know, in a life that is not going to make me, you know, a lot of money. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy and blessed to be doing what I'm doing. And, but it, it's, it started with me saying, look, God, I, I want to do what you want me to do. I don't care what it is. Um, just let me feel good in it. But that humility, it, it takes a long time to cultivate. And so the other part of this, uh, the other thing that I'd want to leave people with is just the knowledge that uh, 
and the assurance that our faith is like is no holds barred it is all or nothing in a good way because jesus is his love is all or nothing and it's not nothing so it, it is it is all the time in everything uh in total so you know when you're praying for people pray for everyone everyone gets prayers nobody is outside of the love of god when you are asking for help in prayer all the saints are praying with you all the saints in heaven want your benefit uh, want good things for you they want you there with them in heaven when you're feeling down uh when you're feeling sad when you're feeling like you failed one too many times god and the saints are not looking at you and think and, and scolding you god and the saints are praying for your benefit and wanting to help you and i think the best thing you can do to kind of come to grips with that because it is tough to come to grips with that uh is spend time with jesus in the eucharist amir you mentioned holy name cathedral in chicago you step inside and, and there's uh it's quiet one of my favorite things when on the occasions when i'm downtown the cathedral is very good St. Peter's in the Loop is very good, but there's the Pauline bookstore run by the Daughters of St. Paul, and there's an Adoration Chapel in the back. And you can walk in off the street on Michigan, past the books, and Jesus is there in the tabernacle, and you can just sit quietly and know that the whole God of all the universe is right there with you. And you don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. You just be there with God. And that, that's, that's tough to uh, conceptualize. But, you know, you say it to yourself and you do it and you act like it's true. And then at some point, God blesses you with the faith to know that it's true. And that is life changing. So be still and know that he's God and that it's no holds barred like this is for keeps. So live it every day, every moment. Make the choice. How wonderful. Um, among the mottos of the order is to contemplate and to share with others the fruits of your contemplation. And it's very clear to me that that's the gift that the three of you have given us today. So thank you very much. I know our listeners are going to enjoy hearing from you. Thank you to our guests, Elizabeth Spurlakis, Leo Rubinkowski, and Amir Ghazali for this inspiring Dominican conversation. Flowcast is a production of the Dominican Sisters of Springfield. Our engineer is Brandon Durham, and our director of marketing and social media is Veronica Brown. I'm Sister Beth Murphy, producer and sometime host. God's blessing on the rest of your day.